And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps postgame show. And we're back for season four. I can't even believe I just said that. Season four of this Wrap It Up On Blast Raps postgame show. Season four vibes, but still the same as we are brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop. 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. And as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. As mentioned, this is your Wrap It Up On Blast Raps post-game show. My name is Sheldon Alexander. If you're watching this feed live on Instagram, thank you, thank you, thank you. But just know the feed is also up on YouTube if you ever want to find that. YouTube.com, the account is under my name, Sheldon Alexander. If you're a Twitch person, I know a lot of those Twitch people are out there. They exist. You can find me on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash onblastpodcast. I'll put up the keys there so you can see them all on this live stream, wherever you might happen to be watching right now. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Shell Alexander, for all the commentary that you might want about your Toronto Raptors, or maybe just you want to talk some trash about something else. It's all good, too. I'm there. Instagram. Sheldon Alexander you can get at me there there's just a lot of places where you can get at me because there's a lot going on as we are back again for season four sounds so crazy I had to like triple check no word of a lie while I was setting up for this pod and we'll get to you know what's going on with the pod we'll get there for sure but I feel like I gotta be honest with what was going on at the very beginning of the proceedings here and I actually had to stop and be like, wait a second, how long have we been doing this podcast for? And it's season four. That makes me happy to say that it's been season four and we still got people rocking with us. And I appreciate you all. I really, really do. I sincerely mean that if you have been here since season one or you just stumbled upon us right now or you just stumbled upon us whenever, however you came about to finding us. I appreciate you. Just know we try to do this live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Or you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I guess I was about to say Apple Music, but it's called Apple Podcasts now. You can also find us on Spotify. Also, you can find us on uh, Google. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. And the funny thing about that is, you know, we set up the stream on Instagram Live. But really, we're trying to push people to the YouTube page. Just go there, YouTube, you can find us at Sheldon Alexander is what the page is called. And again, we're going to try to be here as much as possible after every Toronto Raptors game. There's been a lot going on since the last time I've seen you guys. If you're tuning in and you're looking around and you're saying, hey, this looks a little different. Well, part of what's been going on is there's a massive reno going on. And part of that reno is supposed to be a studio for this, the Wrap It Up podcast, as you can tell. That's not done yet. So we make do as we always have. You know, the tagline for the pod, the On Blast podcast, has always been unpolished and unapologetic. So why would that change now? Even though we're in season four, 
we just make things happen. And it was funny setting up for all this, and maybe my setup went a lot like the Raptors game did tonight, <laughs> as the Raptors lose 98-83 to on night one of their season. And I'm just going to keep this a buck and say, I'm totally unfazed by that loss. And the reason why I'm totally unfazed by that loss is just because I was happy to see basketball back in Toronto. And that might sound a little sentimental. That might sound a little just like too easy, for lack of a better term. But I don't really care. I was just happy to see fans back in the building. I was happy to see the crowd cheering for a kid from Rexdale, drafted by the Toronto Raptors, checking into the game, banking in three-point shots at the buzzer. Like, I get it. You know, wins and losses, they definitely matter. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything about what's going to happen with this team this year. I get all that. We're going to have lots of time to talk about wins and losses and, you know, where this team's at and are they rebuilding, are they reloading, all that fun stuff. I get that. I totally understand that. I just want to take this opportunity to just be happy about the fact that there is basketball back in Toronto. Because if you were watching or paying attention to last season, then you know that at one point, they were in Tampa. Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. <laughs> Shouts to my guy Mark who checks in on Instagram and he says, I'm happy to be disappointed again. That makes me laugh. That's pretty good. Right? Because we we realized that there were things that we were real life disappointed about for the last year plus, almost two years. Like real world-ish going on that allowed us to be really, really mad about stuff. And now it's just good to be mad about sports again. Because like sports doesn't really matter. We love it. We cheer for it. We root for it. I get it. Trust me. There's lots of time for us to talk about what's wrong with the Toronto Raptors. At this moment right now, I was just happy they're not in Tampa Bay anymore. For them, and maybe that threw them off a little. Like, this is a young team, and it's been, what, 600 days? I think that was a stat the last time the Toronto Raptors played a game at Scotiabank Arena. And when you really think about it in that context, you go back that far. There's only four dudes who played for the Toronto Raptors at Scotiabank Arena, still on the team. And Pascal's out. That's crazy. You're talking Boucher. You're talking Freddie. You're talking OG. And I'm missing someone. I guess it's just Pascal who's out. Like, it's, it's really crazy when you think about it. So now, you have this young team. The crowd is rocking. The crowd is lit. I, I want to give them credit, too, for that pregame ceremony. I thought that was really cool. Um, I like getting Cardi out. I think that's dope. Let Cardi perform the anthem. I always love that song. It's all about Toronto. I think that's dope. You know, and again, hearing Mark Strong's voice, Strizzy, just yelling, you know, doing the player intros again, the crowd getting hype. I'm here for it all here for it all and I just think you know that's kind of my focus and where it's at and I know the game was trash I know the Raptors they got ran out of the gym and I guess you know like cool I'll get to the particulars because there might be people tuning in to be like hey what do you guys do here 
Talk about the game. Talk about the game. Listen, I get it. Raptors lose 98-83. They get blown out. It wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. There's not much to really talk about, like, game, game-wise. You know, if you're, if you're looking at it, Freddie shot 5 for 20 in this game. He had 12 points. OG shot 3 of 17 in this game. He had 11 points. And that pretty much sums, I mean, with no Pascal, if Freddie's going to shoot 5 for 20 and OG's going to shoot 3 for 17 and the high score, Freddie's going to have 12, the Raps aren't going to win a lot of games this season. They're just not. But that's the reality of the situation, and I guess I'll touch on it a bit here because I'm not going to do the whole, like, oh, no, sky is falling thing because, to me, that's about your expectations. And I kind of said this last year, too. If you manage your expectations in terms of what you're expecting when you watch the Toronto Raptors, this era of Raptors basketball, let's say, then you're just going to view things differently. If you're tuning in every night and you want to see a team that's going to play hard on defense, you want to see some young guys develop, because I think Scotty Barnes, you know, the tune that a lot of people had to start, I mean, I guess right after the draft happened, I think the tune is a lot different now because you've seen how he's embraced the city. You've seen how the city has embraced him. You've seen a little bit of personality. My guy just seems like a likable personality. And you see the skill set. You see why the Raptors were drawn into this guy and decided that they were going to draft him that early in the draft, fourth overall. You get it. You understand it. Doesn't hurt that you see Suggs, who was the other guy, you know, who the Raps were linked to, and he didn't really look that good in preseason either. But if you followed along, and I know it's been a long time since I've done a basketball pod, (laughs) if you're following on the streams or on the channels here, but if you remember back when the draft happened, my thing was more so kind of disappointed in the fact that if you you have that season where you tank at the end of the year you get a high draft pick which isn't something this organization has done in a long time because they've been successful but you get there and you hope that the year that you get there you can get one of those guys and I think now you know years later we have a better understanding of exactly what one of those guys means right like I think we know that now We've seen it. We've witnessed it. (laughs) We've benefited from it. And Scotty Barnes is a good, solid player. You're seeing that. He's going to be a good rotation guy. The fear of him being a bust is not really a thing. The skill set is too much. The basketball IQ is too much. But again, it's, it's almost as the exact same way that I talk about the team, same way that I talk about Scotty Barnes. You got to adjust your expectations. Right. If you were anticipating that, hey, you're getting this like franchise cornerstone, you know, LeBron type, hey, he's going to be the next face of the franchise. I mean, can he get there? Maybe, but that's not that's not really, you know, where he's at now. And Masai talks about developing. And if if I'm tiptoeing around how I say this, right? But obviously there's a lot of coverage going on with the Toronto Raptors and it's funny to listen to what people think of this team. You know, and I'd always like to know what people's honest opinions are on these teams, but that's harder to come by nowadays. And I say that because it's like, 
managing expectations is okay. As long as you still have hope, as long as you still have the hope that, hey, OG's developing, Fred, you know, I think what happened last year showed you that you could have Fred be the leader of your team in the locker room and leader and best player are two different things. But as long as there's still development, as long as you're still trending in the right direction, as long as Masai and company are still accumulating assets, there's hope. And we've seen that because we know Masai's done it already. So why can't he do it again? Right? That's that's kind of the thought process here. And for me, when I look at this team, I honestly think that, you know, at the end of the day, Scotty Barnes fits in with the rest of this team personality-wise. Right? He's a happy-go-lucky guy. He's a team guy. He likes to pass the ball. He likes to do all those things. And so now, when you're looking at this season, to me, this is just about continuing to build your assets. Because if you go back, and I'm going to say this a lot throughout this whole season, because really, you know, a lot of people were coming into this the same narratives again, where it's like, hey, this is going to be OG's breakout season. OG's going to take the next step. He's going to be the man. You know, or... Pascal's going to bounce back or whatever it is that the people are saying to talk you into this team being in the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference. That's just not, that's a tough sell. It's a tough sell to me. And, and it's not, I'm not saying that they can't do it. I'm not saying that they're definitely not making the playoffs. It's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying it's a massive success. And I said this again, I said this last year and I'm saying it the same thing again this year. It will be a massive success if this team makes the play-in tournament, and if they avoid the play-in tournament, that is a massive accomplishment. Because this team is super young. And if you listen to Masai Ujiri, because he's been doing, obviously he's doing the circuit, he's doing the rounds. When you listen to him speak, to me it sounds like he's trying to, you know, temper expectations as well. And we got to remember almost how fun the grind was of getting there. And maybe I'm in a different vibe because I, I'm, hey, I know the championship is gone. I know that it's been a while. I know that, you know, it's going to take a lot to get back there. But I feel like watching it happen, you gain a better understanding of just how that gets done. And what I mean by that is you got to just build assets. Keep accumulating assets as much as possible, as much as you can, and then you wait for the right opportunities. We know that Masai Ujiri is not afraid to make trades. We know that they trust their scouting. They trust their drafting. And they trust their development. And if there's an organization that over the Masai Ujiri era that has done a better job of drafting and developing, you could probably count those teams on one hand. Right? Because... To get to the playoff success, which we finally saw that one year with Kawhi, right? Playoff success and winning a championship. But the build up to that was built off of development and regular season success. DeMar and Kyle were at the helm, but they were building assets. Whether it was JV, whether it was DeLon Wright, whether, right? And think about what those pieces ended up getting you. So it's just interesting to see because you're at that spot again now. And I think the way that we got to view this season, if you're a Raptors fan, and hey, we're not worried about the bandwagoners. We welcome them aboard. Cool. 
you're here, we, we get that, but we don't really, not really worried about them, because they're going to be there if they win, and if they're not going to be there, they're not going to be there, right? But the, the diehards, right? The people that maybe have fallen in love with the game over the last few years. And you, the people that might be on board because, hey, you 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 saw the story of Pascal. You saw the story of Freddie. You, you remember that. You just got brought to the game because of the championship run. I'm not mad at y'all. Not at all. I welcome y'all. I welcome y'all because this is a safe space where I want to talk about basketball in a real way where we can like, learn some stuff from each other. We can share ideas. We can discuss what's going on. And I'll be frank about this. Keep it a buck. And what I mean by keeping it a buck is I'm not going to sugarcoat stuff. I'm not going to like, you know, beat around the bush. Like if we're talking real and I didn't do, I know we're not going to talk that much about the game tonight. We're going to talk more about like a season kind of outlook type thing. Maybe even frame it as a season preview if that's what you want to do. But like, you know, the whole, this is the year OG makes a leap. I'm not here for that conversation again. We've been doing that for like four years. And that's not to say that this isn't the year. It's just, I'm not into that talk for yet another season. Just let the man be. Let him develop into the player that he's going to be. He doesn't have to be the next Kawhi. He doesn't have to drop 20 a night. He just has to be a guy that continues to improve. And we've seen that. We've seen that, right? So just let that be. It doesn't have to be this whole big thing where it's like, you know, there's pressure built in from a fan base standpoint. I'm not talking about OG. I'm talking about from a fan base standpoint where the fan base keeps thinking, Oh, this, he's going to make the leap. He's going to be the man. He's going to be, I swear, Raptors Twitter had you believing OG's going to be an all-star defensive player of the year <laughs> and MVP all this season because of preseason. And it's like, hey, he's good. He's developing. Just let the man develop. Let the man cook. Because you want to have, as long as you're just building assets, and the big thing that Masai Ujiri has done a great job of so far is the fact that he's retained the assets of his young guys, Freddie, OG, and Pascal to a certain extent. We'll get to Pascal in a sec. But Freddie, OG, Gary Trent Jr., Chris Boucher, those are all dudes they have under like really good contracts. Like When you start comparing OG and Anobi's contracts to other dudes in the league, that's when you realize the value. And we're talking about creating value and having assets. That's huge. Pascal Siakam, I know. There's a lot of talk about Pascal. He's an interesting uh, topic of discussion heading into this season because he struggled as of late, right? And there's obviously the Nick Nurse stuff from last season. He struggled in the bubble. He had an up and down type of season last year. And, you know, he's doing interviews where he's talking about the, the the Twitter hate and all that stuff. And, you know, the Twitter trolls, people that are going to say dumb stuff on Twitter, that's not going anywhere. And it's, it's like, it's terrible. But it sucked to hear how much that affected him, right? Because no one should have to read some of the stuff that that dude was reading because he was struggling at basketball, right? But if we keep things to, like, on the court, 
I think the 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 thing with Pascal and I got to do this too and I've been telling myself this from the get-go because if you go back you know you go through the YouTube links here on this page I was you know when Pascal got the max deal I talked about it with Webby a lot about how I needed to change my viewpoint on what a max player is and this even takes me back to the DeMar stuff of that conversation about a max player and what's that's worth. And, you know, when we break that down, or what I really mean is someone gets max money just because that's the leverage that they have with the team at the time. Right? And Pascal's deal just happened to be up, coming off a championship, coming off looking really, really good beside Kawhi. And, you know, a lot of things were covered up. And I say this a lot because people forget, you know, you go back to that Philly series and a lot of things were covered up when you had a guy going for like 35 and 10 or whatever it was and hitting game winning, game winning four bounce shots to win the series. Right. But the reason I bring that up is because I had to stop and think about how I was viewing, how unfairly I was viewing Pascal's contract because that's not his fault. And I also don't blame the Raptors. Again, the position they were in, you had to give him the money. My guy balled out. He had big boy games in the playoffs, in the franchise's biggest games, and that's just the timing of it all. And it, it you know, you look at it and you think, hey, my guy's going to be making over 30 plus mil for the next however many years and it's going to be tough because we're all going to watch it and we're all going to think Ugh, it's going to be times it's not going to look good but we have to reframe it and kind of think that as long as my guy is showing improvement if he comes back and has a better season this year i'm okay with that you just want to see improvement you just want to see the asset still be available I mean, hey, there's the Ben Simmons thing up there, but, you know, there's always going to be talk about what else could be available, and you just never know. You never know how these things work in the NBA, so that's why asset management is so important. And when we're talking about asset management, we got to really give a huge shout to the asset management of this Raptors, the Young Bucks. I tweeted out during the game, let the kids cook. And it was because, you know, the Raps, they didn't look good. But when the kids came out, and we're talking Banton, we're talking, you know, who else came out on that bench? Scotty Barnes was getting some minutes, some getting some run. And they were playing defense. They were running all over the place. They were active. They were, again, you're, you just want to see signs of that. The wins and losses, if, if we're being honest and, and you're going to put me on the spot, what do I think the Raptors are going to do this season or what are the goals or expectations? My thing is, if they're a 500 team, that's a massive win. In my mind. And my expectations aren't their expectations. My expectations aren't your expectations. Just just my thoughts, man. <laughs> so that's the way that I look at it. I kind of think if this kid, if they can be a 500 team with this super young roster, that's dope. I think it's a it's attainable because of the fact that they're playing at home. And the home court advantage, we know, is legit. So I feel like there will be schedule games 
where teams come into Toronto, and we forget that impact, right? It's been a while. But teams come into Toronto, and they might be, you know, looking past that game. They might be looking past that game on the calendar on the court, meaning they, they're coming in thinking it's easy work. Or they might be coming into town because they have the date circled on the calendar for off-the-court reasons. <laughs> but either way, if you're the Raps, that leads to a couple wins every season. And I think that could be an opportunity this year where, you know, you sneak up on some teams. You catch them off guard. And also because they play defense. We talk about that all the time. If you play defense, you give yourself a chance to win night in, night out in the regular season in the NBA. If you play hard defense, you move the ball around, you can be 500 night in, night out off effort. And I know that sounds overly simplistic, but you'll see it year in, year out. There's always a team, maybe a very recent example where uh, the Nets pre-KD, right? And remember they made the playoffs. They came in eighth seed and they just had like a bunch of guys. It was a Spencer Dimwitty. It was Karis LeVert. It was Jared Allen, right? No big time names or anything, but they played hard. They had a good coach in Kenny Atkinson. The Raptors have a good coach. The Raptors can play hard. The Raptors can share the ball and play defense. And that's where I look at this. And I think, yeah, there's a chance it could come in 500. And the reality is, if you're 500, you're in and around the mix of the play-in tournament. And I guarantee you they take that. I guarantee you they take that. Building assets, right? To me, that's kind of got to be the key. If you're the Toronto Raptors, that's all you're trying to do here. Build assets. I want to take some comments, though, because I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what you guys think, what you want to see from the Toronto Raptors this season, right? That's what I want to know. What do you guys think of the Raptors season? Uh, one thing, though, for the people that are on this uh, IG live stream, that's going to go down soon. So if you're in the IG live and you want to continue watching, go to YouTube and search Sheldon Alexander. Go to that main page and you'll see the live stream video there. Um, my iPad is going to die because I didn't charge it and I know I should have, but again, we're working out the kinks here, right? We're working out the kinks as, as you can see, makeshift studio until we get the main studio up. This is what we got unpolished and unapologetic, but yeah, go to the YouTube page, like subscribe. And if you're on YouTube right now, bless us with a like on the video. Why not? Right? It's simple. That's how you support the pod. And I appreciate you guys for doing that. I really do. But also, when you get to the YouTube page, really what I want you to do, send in your comments because I want to read some comments. I want to hear what you guys are thinking of this Toronto Raptors season, what your expectations are, what's the thing that you're looking forward to the most, and you know where do you think they're going to finish? Uh, my guy Mark brings up a good point. He says, Fred, 22, OG is 21. is how you'll win-lose, probably winning and losing with that. I mean, it's it's tough. You got a lot of a lot of young kids on the Raptors team. A lot of guys that we talked about this last season. And last season there was still a lot of optimism about how good the team would be. And one of the things I stressed was, you know, you got to remember the hierarchy of that championship team. So you're still keeping a bunch of guys off that team, but the reality is, right? Guys are moving up a peg. So remember, that championship team, Freddie was the sixth man. 
right? And now he's your starting point guard. You're, what, second best player? Max third best player? So not only are those guys moving up, but what about the guys who were 12 that are moving up in the sixth, the sixth man? So it's just tough. Build assets, build assets. I want to know what your expectations are. Let me read some comments. And again, if you're on the IG live stream, that stream's going to go down because my iPad's going to die. So either go to Twitch, On Blast Podcast, or YouTube, Sheldon Alexander. Aisha says, Sheldon, hi, Sheldon. Hello. Hello. I'm waving. I'm waving. People listening to the podcast are like, why are you waving on an audio podcast? It's because we do video as well. We're here for it all. Um, someone says, we alive. Yes, yes, we are. Uh, another comment here. So Malachi out of the rotation, who's taking his spot? Can see him in a trade package. Uh, I just think that Malachi, they gave Malachi a really good, like they got a good view of Malachi last season, right? Freddie went down the end of the year. They gave him a lot. But there's a bunch of different things you got to remember about this Raptors team. Nick Nurse is about practice. Right? Like, he practices hard. There's a lot of things that they do and work on in practice. If you remember, part of Nick Nurse's come-up is tied to the come-up of Freddie and Pascal. And if we go back, even Norm. But the bench mob. Right? Remember, Nick Nurse, if we go back in time, Nick Nurse started introducing this offense, the, you know, space and pace, running the floor, corner threes, started all that in practice with the bench mob. And what do you take from that? Well, you take from that that this is a guy that values practice time and values dudes that try hard in practice and work well in practice. And you know there's a difference between a practice player and a game player, right? And I don't even mean, like, you know, Kobe used to joke around about Sasha Vujicic. They used to call him the machine because he would just wet shots in practice. Then the game would come and he'd be okay. But he wasn't doing what he was doing in practice. So I'm not talking about being really good in practice. I mean practicing hard. Some dudes aren't like that. Some dudes can, can't can go like full speed in practice just because it's like a mental thing. But in a game, they're a lot better. There's a lot of coaches where that doesn't really work. And I feel like Nick Nurse is one of those guys where, you know, you got to show up every day and, and be be busting it hard in, in practice. And Malachi, I'm not saying that Malachi is not doing that in practice. I'm just saying, you know, if there's a reason why he's out of the rotation, especially to start the season, that probably means they weren't liking what they were seeing during the preseason, during training camp, during summer league. There's a reason for that. Or, as iJammy says, iJammy from the 905 just says, Delano, <laughs> which is definitely one way to put it because... The other theme you notice with the Raptors is they keep picking guys who are long and athletic wings, who are able to handle the ball, rebound, do a little bit of everything, but also just be a lot taller. And that's not Malachi's fault. But if Delano can do everything that Malachi does at a couple inches taller, kind of know how that's going to work. No? 
Shout out to my guy Logan. I know Logan's one of the day ones. He's been around with us, listening to the pod for a while. Aisha, same thing. Regulars, really appreciate y'all. Logan says, it's Shell. He's alive. I'm here. I'm here. I know, it's been a while. There's just been a lot going on. You know, new job is kind of busy. We got a bunch of different podcasts going too. If you if you like football, we got a football pod going, a DRF sports podcast, little sports gambling we got going there. So just a lot on the sked. But I still had to make time to make sure that I got here to do this wrap it up pod because this is where it all began. None of that other stuff comes without this. And none of that stuff comes without you guys. So I appreciate you guys being here and checking with me as we do this after every game. What else do we got here? Logan says, let's wait for Pascal to get back and get our legs under us. I'm not worried. Logan, I appreciate your positive vibes. And I think a lot of people need that. You can't be overreacting to what happens right now. I just always try to say from the start of the season, just, you know, make sure you're understanding what your expectations are and are your expectations fair. It's all I always say. I'll always stick to that. Uh, let me keep going with some comments here. Really appreciate you guys tuning in and and rocking with us. However you, you listen to the pod, whether you do it live, whether you do it the next day on the podcast, appreciate you all. Darren says, OG and Freddie bleeped the bed. No arguments here. No arguments here. I mean, it, it's tough to argue. I'm pretty sure Freddie, I saw some some comments. Maybe I'll go in and read some of the, the quotes from Freddie. But yeah, Freddie shot 5 for 20 for 12 points. And OG shot 3 for 17 for 11 points. Obviously, that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it with Pascal in the lineup. So obviously, without Pascal, not a good look. Not a good start. But a lot of people in the chat talking about Delano which I think is really dope and really cool. Um, what else do we got here? Francis says Malachi was just too inconsistent in the preseason. I think that's true. I think that's definitely true. And the other thing about practicing really hard is there's nothing wrong with a little com competition in practice, right? Competition is going to build you. It really is. I mean, not everyone's going to be Ben Simmons, who someone at work, one of my boys pointed out at work, the whole Ben Simmons thing, which is a gong show for sure. Actually, let me ask you guys, would you guys want Ben Simmons on the Raptors? And what would you give up? It's a conversation for later, for sure. But I bring up the practice thing because one of my friends pointed out to me, if you pay attention to the Ben Simmons practice video, you can see my guy had, he had his cell phone in his track pants. <laughs> while he was practicing in the NBA. Like, that's ridiculous. But also, the whole Ben Simmons thing is ridiculous, right? But let's see, what else we got going here? Owen says, the Raptors paid tribute to Aaron Baines by missing a ton of open threes and blowing easy layups. Owen, that's a great comment. That might be the, the comment of the pod right there. Well played. Cap tip to you, my dude. K2's Garnett, another one of our OGs. Day one listeners, K2's Garnett says, how do you start off the year slandering Siakam? I'm not, when did I slander Siakam? I don't think I did that. <laughs> That's been one of our ongoing things. Me and K2's Garnett going back and forth over Siakam. And I'm not slandering Siakam. I'm not mad at Siakam at all. I just think that, you know, 
I got to learn myself to separate the max contract from what he actually is. Because from the very beginning of when he got the contract, we knew that, or we assume that he wasn't your, it's unfair to compare him to the other max dudes. That's all. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, is this about Ben Simmons? Uh, Jabron James. <laughs> That's a nice comment. That's a nice name there. Says, Sham said he didn't have a phone. It was a jersey he refused to put on and he kept in his pocket, which also pissed off Doc Rivers. Oh, so it wasn't a cell phone in his pocket. Okay, cool. I just think that Ben Simmons' whole ploy here to try to get out of Philly it's like, I don't know, because cause it's like you're going to do all this to go to like Sacramento. I don't know. The one thing I'll say about Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler was right. Jimmy Butler was right about Ben Simmons. If you remember, Jimmy Butler, after he went to Miami, did an interview, I think, with Vinny Goodwill of uh, Yahoo Sports. And there's video of it. It was a really good interview wide-ranging topics but Vinny Goodwill said to him and this is kind of a you know we're talking about Malachi what could be going wrong is he getting cooked in practice we don't know we can only assume but in talking about practice right I go back to the Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons thing because years ago they asked him hey Jimmy does it bother you when when guys don't practice hard and when guys don't work hard and Jimmy Butler said it used to, but I've learned that I can't get mad at that. I can't expect everybody to do the same things that I do. He's like, I've had to, I had to learn the hard way. And the interviewer said, but wait, you're trying to work hard to get a championship and you're in the playoffs working hard and, and you know, busting your ass and you're not going to be mad that someone else on your team isn't doing the same thing. And Jimmy Butler stopped him and said, wait a second. You assume that everybody in the NBA's goal is to win a championship. <laughs> and the reporter's face was kind of like, wait, what? And he's like, no, like there's lots of reasons why people go to the NBA or enjoy being in the NBA. You make a lot of money, you can take care of your family, the girls, you can party, the lifestyle of being the NBA player, tons of different reasons that aren't, you're trying to win a championship. You could just be really good at basketball, right? And that's a lot of people. You just kept playing because you're really good at basketball. But also you got to remember there's a, a, a generation gap between college basketball mattering and then guys just going to college because they had to for the one year. And a guy like Ben Simmons, I always remember, couldn't even get his team to the NCAA tournament. It's a huge red flag for me. And I'm not saying that, that means red flag that I wouldn't have taken him first overall. I'm just saying that it's a red flag in terms of how much does winning matter to you? I don't know. We're just seeing it play out though, right? It's a weird thing. But Raptors fans, do you guys want Ben Simmons? I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. His attitude is clearly not good. But I will say, we know that Masai Ujiri and company have a history. They have a track record of 
bringing people into the organization, bringing people into the fold, and, you know, showing them the ways, let's say. Masai, Wayne Embry. Remember, Kyle Lowry wasn't the Kyle Lowry that we know and love now when he first got to Toronto, right? So I say that just as a reminder that all these reports are still out there that, hey, the Raptors are one of the teams that are interested in Ben Simmons. And I don't know how true that is. We know that the leaks never really come from the Raptors. So maybe that's Philly just trying to drive up the price, trying to say, hey, there's competition for Ben. I don't know. But either way, it's interesting. And the way that I love the NBA, I'm here for the chaos. <laughs> if you're not winning a championship, I'm here for the chaos. And at least Masai would be trying to do something. And I don't know. But again, I want to hear from y'all for sure. Uh, Logan says, I missed your composer, Shell. LOL. Be not great at managing expectations without you. <laughs> I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I'm here for the real talk. I'm here to hear other people's uh, opinions on the team as well and discuss those. And I'm here to share my real opinion on things. I just think you gotta you got to really focus in on what you want out of this season. And my thing is what you should want out of this season is just to see constant development. Just to see guys able to to develop their game and become better assets for the team. Wins and losses will be great. Cool. You know, you want to see some wins and losses. You want to be in the mix trying to get in the playoffs. Cool. I hope so. I really do. But more importantly, I just want to see development. I want to see Scotty Barnes cook. I'm not mad about just letting the kids get out there and make mistakes, let them cook. Cool. Why not? I get you're playing Dragic right now, probably so that you can show other teams that he's still got something left in the tank in hopes to trade him. So I get that. But if that doesn't happen, there will be a point where you, you see the keys just turned over to the Young Bucks. But what is Gary Trent Jr.? It's very going to be interesting to see how he fits into this. Because there's going to be a time now, and there's going to be another adjustment when Pascal comes back, right? So... Super interesting. Mark, shout to my guy Mark Wu. He says, will be a fun year to watch. Totally agree. You just got to focus in on the things you want to watch. And one of those things is Pressure Sachua. I think that is a great, great, great pickup. And I said it at the time when this move happened where the Raptors did the sign and trade with the Miami Heat and they got Pressure Sachua. To me, that was amazing. That was a great, great, great pickup under the radar for Kyle Lowry, who was going to leave anyways. So you get Precious. That's a great pickup. I think that's dope. So you'll be interested to watch him run up and down the floor, be a super energy guy, and I feel bad even calling him an energy guy because that seems like a disrespect. Um, almost as much of a disrespect as what just happened to the people that were watching on Instagram Live because the iPad just died, but I apologize. I tried to warn y'all. Hopefully, you'll filter over to the YouTube page. But yeah, there are things to watch on this Raptors team. You just got to be focused in and are you willing to, you know, enjoy the development of these young bucks. Delano came out. My guy was, was nice. Showing the handles. Showing the game. I like it. I like it. 
right? Darren says, wrap it up. Definitely the safest and realest discussion about the raps. Hey, I appreciate that. Tell your friends, as we say on the pod all the time. What else we got here? Owen says, the only thing I would give up for Ben Simmons is the $35 million he's making. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, what else do we got here? Francis says, was a rough shooting night tonight. Plus minus was telling. OG minus 21. Fred minus 22. Dragic minus 16. Delano plus 8. Interesting. Okay. More comments. Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry to to this uh, person's handle because I misread it at first. But it's actually I said Jabron James, but it's actually Jabron Lames. I see what you did there, and I'm I apologize for not picking up on that sooner. That's on me. That's my bad. I got to do better. But here's a comment. Ben Simmons' draft scouting report says, quote, Simmons' lack of competitiveness in some crucial games has raised questions about his character as a basketball player. Wow. <laughs> crazy. And the follow-up is crazy that actually came true. I mean, wow. I didn't know that, but that is super interesting. And also not something I want to hear about a player I'm going to draft that early, that early on. Right? Nah. Not something I want to be about. Uh, MK47 says, no more two small guard lineups. It's fair. And Gozi says, Sheldon, back again for a new season. Yes, I am. Thank you for tuning in as well. For the people who are, again, if you're on the YouTube page, bless us with a like, please. That's how you support this The Wrap It Up podcast. Tell your friends, you know. That's how we support the movement that is the Wrap It Up Pod. And I appreciate all y'all coming through and rocking with me here. And whether you are on Twitch, whether you are on Instagram, whether you are on YouTube, or whether you are a part of the podcast movement and you're catching up to this in the morning time. Because I know there's going to be people who probably unsubscribed, but now it's time to subscribe back to the On Blast Podcast Network feed. Because Wrap It Up is back. We're here. We're doing it. It's real. And before we close out, I just want to see, get some comments here, get some post-game info up here from uh, things that were said in the post-game because I feel like there's probably a lot that was said here, a lot to be said. I'm interested to hear what they had to say because that was a tough one, right? That was a tough loss. And, you know, I always rep my guy Josh Lewenborg. I don't know why I stumbled on his name there, but it was because I was about to say my boy and then started saying his name at the same time. But uh, huge shouts to Josh. He was uh, he interned at the score when I was still at the score there. Really good dude and really appreciate the work that he does now as, you know, beat reporter for the Toronto Raps. I always say if you're not following him, you're doing your following of the Toronto Raptors incorrectly. But Josh says... Fred's message to the young guys after the loss. Quote, I told you so. I've been telling them for a month now. It's different. You get all the pats on the back, all the hype. Preseason was great. Training camp was great. It does not matter. There are different lights out there. Gonna be honest, that's leadership. That's leadership from your man's Fred Van Fleet. It's a great quote. Freddie also said, the 
only thing I was really upset about or that I felt I let our group down is that we didn't fight enough. We didn't play hard enough, smart enough, tough enough. He said, we let the crowd down. It was a hell of a crowd. The fans did their part. We just didn't play well enough. It was a playoff atmosphere, but we're pretty far from that level of play. So we got to build ourselves up to that. Man, Fred Van Fleet. Like, this is why, you know, and people bring up Fred's numbers and I get that. But I feel like sports, sometimes we got to take a step back and realize there's more to it. And he is a great dude to have in your locker room. Right? If he's like your best player, I understand why that might be a tough go and people look at numbers and say shooting percentages is down and all that. But how important is what this guy is to the room right now for all these young guys? Scotty Barnes, Delano, even, you know, the guys who might not be the leaders but are on Freddie's level in terms of OG, Pascal. That's super, super, super important. Right? So here's another thing from Freddie because I think it's important. I, I think when, I, when I'm talking about things to be impressed by this season, it's going to be the intangibles. The leadership of Fred Van Fleet is going to be an ongoing theme that I know I'm going to talk about the whole year because as you go along, you need that because it might be some tough times and you need someone that's going to keep it all together. Right? He says, quote, I'm not going to be everybody shrink on the floor all the time, making sure they can, making sure they're calm. But if I'm playing good, that's calming presence. And that's what we missed tonight. We really didn't have anything steady or consistent throughout the game. Not good enough in this league. There's a bunch of Nick Nurse stuff too, which, you know, Nurse says we didn't handle the moment very well. You're playing against some experienced guys who know how to play. And we got a bunch of new guys wondering where the heck they were, where the heck they were out there and running around and stuff. But we'll make some strides and we'll be better. Again, they're a young team. Listen to how many times you hear Masai Ujiri say they're a young team. They're a young team. That's just a reminder, just real talk. So not the the game that the Raptors wanted. Not the start to the season the Raptors wanted. After 600 days in between games at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. Not a good showing for the Raps. But as I said, for me, my biggest takeaway is just I'm happy to see games back in Toronto. I was happy to see fans back in the building. I was happy to talk to some of my friends today and hear them say, hey, I'm going to the game and see them be fired up. One of my homegirls was sending me pictures. She was at the game. Like, I'm happy to just hear my friends fired up about the games again, going to games. And I'm happy to be here doing this pod for you guys as well because I have a lot of fun doing it. It's fun to talk to Raptors fans. It's fun to, to hear how Raptors fans are feeling, what they're thinking. And so the fact that they lost this game, yeah, it sucks. And hey, maybe after Friday's game, after Saturday's game, I might be talking a different tune just about where I'm at with this team. And that's all good. And that's okay. We got lots of time for that. But for me right now, I'm just happy that Raptors basketball is back in the city where it belongs. So huge shouts to the people who tuned into the pod, wherever you are tuning into the pod. I really appreciate y'all for rocking with me wherever you decide to rock with me. Because, you know, we do this pod everywhere. We got it on YouTube. We got it on Twitter, or no, we can't get it on Twitter. Something's up with Twitter. I don't know what it is, but I couldn't get it up on Twitter. 
But just know that it'll always be up on YouTube and on Twitch. Whenever we can do this live after the game, the podcast will be live. The Wrap It Up Pod will be on YouTube and on Twitch for sure. Search On Blast Podcast or Sheldon Alexander and you'll find the feed. And if you're not a part of the live stream, totally cool. We got you covered the next day. Not even the next day because it'll be up late night. If you choose to listen to podcasts late night, I don't know your vibes. Maybe you like to fall asleep to podcasts. Maybe you like to listen on your morning commute. I don't know. The bottom line, a couple hours after we do it live, it'll be on your podcast feed. So remember to like and subscribe there and tell your friends to wrap it up podcast. Remember, wrap it up is the show on Blast Podcast is the network. That's the feed where you get all the podcasts that we do here. We got wrap it up going. We got the You Killed It pod going. Lots of stuff going on. And also a reminder for our football fans, check out our DRF Sports Podcast. We're branching out here. We got a lot going on here. People are liking what they're seeing on the On Blast Network, and they're wanting some more. And who am I to tell them no, right? But again, thank you guys for tuning into this Wrap It Up podcast as the Raptors lose their season opener, 98-83 to to the Washington Wizards. Bradley Beal leading the way for said Washington Wizards as he finished with 23 points, 22 points off the bench for Montrez Harrell. He had a big night. Raptors struggle shooting and just not a good look. Not a good look at all for the Toronto Raptors as Fred Van Fleet struggled with 12 points on 5 of 20 shooting. OG Ananobi, 3 of 17 shooting. And if that's happening, the Raps aren't going to win many games at all. But again, I'm just happy that we got to see basketball at the Scotiabank Arena. I was about to call it the ACC. I almost did it. I almost did it, but I caught myself. So thank you guys for tuning in to this. And I'm going to be honest right now. I'm thinking about, wait, how did I used to end this podcast? Because it's been so long, right? I had to think about it. (laughs) But I appreciate you guys because I used to pray for times like this to rob like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya! On Blast.